Hi, this is Caroline, and you're listening to Get a Clue Stories of Business. This is my podcast about change management, transformation, and restructuring. Today, I want to discuss the fluff with you. When I refer to the fluff, I mean emotions and how to handle the emotions of the members of an organization during a transformation phase. We have all been there. You go through some sort of change. It doesn't matter whether it's the introduction of a new service center or having to implement a, a company-wide ethics training after the fallout from a major scandal or simply implementing a new tool and people really don't want to use it. Emotions run high, there's resistance, people don't want to try something new. At times, as a head of change, head of transformation, head of HR, whoever you are, you feel like you're back in kindergarten, but there's not much you can do. You have to deal with people's emotions. My friends know that I'm not exactly a a very um, touchy-feely person. Um, I don't even like getting hugs. So for me, the mere fact that I talk to you about emotions during a change process means it's impactful, it's powerful. You have to take emotions seriously and there's no way you can just ignore them because then ultimately they will lead to resistance. And then you have a big issue because that's going to cost you money because resistance means people will not use the new tool, the new process. It'll take longer. Time to adoption takes longer. Everything is going to be a mess. Q. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross was a Swiss-American psychiatrist. And in 1969, she came up with a very impactful framework, the change curve. Originally coined for people who grieve a loss, so for people who have lost somebody that's dear to them, a family member, a pet, you name it, it embarks on explaining the different phases of grief and also to legitimize the different emotions that somebody might feel. Now, if you're interested in seeing this, I suggest you Google Elizabeth Kubler-Ross and the grief curve. What's so genius about this framework is that you can actually also apply it to change management. And if you look it up, you will probably find it when you Google change curve. The five different stages that Ms. Kubler-Ross captured are shock and denial, then anger. Third stage is bargaining. Fifth is depression. And you can probably tell that depression is really what I refer to when I refer to the valley of tears. And the fifth stage is acceptance. It's a neat curve. It starts with shock and denial, goes all the way to bargaining. It ends with acceptance. But as with many emotions that are, you know, so inherent to us human beings, there's no way this curve will always unfold in a very linear way. And what can happen quite often is that 
somebody might have negotiated the different stages and end up with a fifth stage, so acceptance. Moving on, when all of a sudden there's a new trigger moment and that person finds himself or herself being angry again, which is one of the key emotions at the very beginning of the grief and change curve. Why do I even mention this framework? Because the change curve by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross is a fantastic tool for you to use in a short workshop with employees. In change management, emotions have to be legitimized, right? They exist. We are in a kindergarten setting sometimes. It is what it is. We're on kindergarten, but that's okay because people will always bring their emotions to work. And you cannot separate the personal from the professional. And that's why you have to acknowledge emotions. Using a very structured approach to not only describing emotions, but actually giving members of an organization a forum, which they can use to acknowledge their emotions during a change process and thus easier process it is genius. It's a fabulous strategy. There are different ways you can use this tool. You can either create a two-pager, including the change curve by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, provide employees with instructions on how to discuss this change curve, and then tell them that they can discuss it with their peers. And maybe people want to get lunch together and look at the change curve or coffee. Or maybe you want to include the change curve in, in, a, in a handbook for middle managers at your organization so that they can then discuss it with their peers during an offsite. However you do this, make sure to include instructions so that everybody can express their emotions and acknowledge them. It's also important to provide some sort of safe space for such a workshop and to give everybody a good feeling to let them know it's okay to experience these feelings. If you're a senior manager, maybe you even want to talk about the change curve during a company call and openly acknowledge where you stand and that would be okay i mean let's consider for a moment that you went through a merge and acquisition and you belong to the say smaller company that was acquired by a bigger company and now parts of the old brand that you were so loyal to is gone and you have to accommodate and get used to being part of a bigger entity, of course it's okay to be, or to find yourself at the initial stages of the change curve. So in the shock and denial phase, or say even in the bargaining phase, and to talk about that because by behavior modeling, such a behavior, i.e. talking about your emotions, you help others 
accept their own feelings and sentiments and incorporate the transformation, accept, process, stomach the transformation. I personally think that the Kubler-Ross change curve is one of the best tools that is out there in change management because it's so simple, but it can be so effective. And by acknowledging emotions and talking about them in a group, in a forum, in a peer-to-peer exchange, some of the very negative effects that emotions can have when they're not being accounted for disappear. They get mitigated by discussing them. I wonder whether Ms. Kubler-Ross was actually aware of the destiny her grief curve concept would have and experience. I mean, after all, she was an American Swiss psychiatrist, right? She used the grief curve to help people make sense of their loss. Now it's widely used by employees, members of an organization that go through some sort of transition. It's still a transition. It's just on a corporate or an organizational level. In any case, I strongly encourage you to use the Kubler-Ross change curve. Look it up. Think about it. Reflect. If you're in the middle of a change process, where you're at, are you in the anger phase? Or maybe in the depression phase or the valley of tears? Or have you made your peace with what is and you've already moved on to the acceptance phase? The more often you use the change curve, the easier it gets. After all, we know that nothing is as constant or permanent as change. And therefore, being able to navigate it well and using the right tools and having access to them is always helpful. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that this was a helpful episode. As promised, I try to keep the episodes under 12 minutes. If you have feedback for me, comments, or if there's another tool or framework that helps you better understand and navigate emotions during a change process, please help me and let me know. That would be very helpful. Thank you.